There are boys fishing for crabs off the quay. I stop dead in the sunshine, blinking and uncertain. Then it's okay because it's nobody I know, just towny kids here for the summer holidays. They're squatting next to buckets, poking at crabs they've caught on lines baited with bacon rind, strangers with pale skin and funny accents. It's low tide, so I sit on the end of the quay, swinging my legs over the edge. There's only a couple of feet of water around the slimy wooden base, clumps of brown bladder rack tangling under the surface. Even if I was stupid enough to fall in, I'd be able to stand up, my toes squelching in the mud. It's already hot. The sky is clear, and there's a breeze strong enough to set masts clanking. Seagulls hover overhead, alien eyes swivelling for scraps of bacon fat, wings bright against the sun. Ted, the keymaster, walks by with a coil of rope over his shoulder and ruffles my hair with his thick hand. Not crabbing today, Faith, eh? he says in a normal, friendly voice. But the look he gives me is like all the other adults, full of pity for the little girl with the drowned sister. I concentrate on watching a plump boy hauling up his line, hand over careful hand, leaning over to see if he's caught anything. There is a barnacled crab at the end, hanging onto the bacon with pincer claws. Just as the boy is about to reach out and grab it, the crab falls with a splash. Crabs that have been caught before know exactly when to let go, escaping with shreds caught in their cunning jaws. I watch the boy's face, how his mouth droops and his cheeks redden. He scowls at me. I shut my eyes with a snap and turn away, telling myself to ignore him, sticks and stones. I begin to hum under my breath. Hello, Dolly. You're still glowing. You're still crowing. You're still going strong. The boats on the river flit past on gusts of wind, red, white and brown sails flapping. It used to be Dad and Eva out there. You could hear him shouting from the shore. Mum said it was embarrassing. Dad has always had a temper. In a boat he was worse. Eva ignored him or shouted back, standing up to her knees in the river, Dad struggling with the ropes. Keep us steady, damn it! But then they'd go off and by the time they came back, wind-blown and red-cheeked, they were smiley and pleased with themselves, talking about how they went past the island and out to sea. Dad hasn't lost his temper since the accident. He can't remember what happened the day that he and Eva sailed into the storm. The boat capsized and Dad lost consciousness. He was fished out of the water by the Coast Guard, but they never found my sister. The doctor says Dad's put up barriers in his mind, and I know that Mum is angry with him for keeping the barriers there when there are so many questions to answer. Eva's life jacket was found floating in the waves. Mum keeps asking why he let Eva sail without it, and Dad swears that she must have been wearing it. Dad has sold the boats, says he'll never sail again. I don't mind. I'm not a sailor. Capsizing was the worst. But they were Eva's boats, too. Still humming, I shade my eyes to stare at the island. It lies beyond the mouth of the river, about half a mile offshore. A long time ago it was connected to a spit of land that runs along the other side of the river, but tides and waves have worn the spit away. Without the boats, without my sister, there's no way I can go back there. It's private, out of bounds. When Eva and I landed, we had to do it in secret. The island squats on the horizon, the pagodas sticking up like weird chimneys. I screw up my eyes against the glare and think about the last time I was there with her.
the boat flew over the water's surface, spray kicking up under the prow. Stars rose from the glittering river to break against my gaze. The sails strained, fat with wind. Eva, sitting at the tiller behind me, was already ducking her head ready for the swing of the boom. Hey, shrimp, going about, she yelled, and I released the jib. The dinghy turned and slowed inside the choppy waves. Then, with a snap, the wind caught the sail again. I yanked as hard as I could, my fingers tight around wet rope, and we were flying across the water towards the island. I wasn't frightened in a boat with Eva. She's a good sailor. We sailed onto the gravelly beach. The boat made a crunching noise, stones grating against the hull, scraping the paint. Eva winced. Dad would be furious. We left the boat half-hidden, pulled up on the shingle, with a big stone over the anchor to keep her safe.